This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29,950 mega per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with the news, the headlines. Celebrations are underway in Romania's Danube and Black Sea ports, marking the 120th Romanian Navy Day. Romanian firefighters continue their mission in the southeast of France, and Romanian tennis player Simona Halep wins the WTA 1000 tournament in Toronto. Christian believers are celebrating today the Assumption of Mary, one of the biggest feasts of the year. Some 2.3 million Romanians are celebrating their name day today. August 15th is also the Navy Day, as Virgin Mary is the protector of sailors. Events to mark this day are underway in Romania's Danube and Black Sea ports. The festivities in Constanza have been attended by Romania's President Klaus Johannes, who stressed the importance of sailors' work, which entails lots of sacrifices but also satisfaction. Prime Minister Nicolae Ciuca too has conveyed a message, stating that he will support programs aimed at modernizing the Romanian army. In turn, the Defence Minister Vasile Dinko has voiced conviction that starting next year, the Romanian naval forces will be better equipped and prepared. On Navy Day, visitors to the port of Constanza can watch exhibitions and a virtual sea battle. Romanian firefighters continue their mission in the chapelle saint blaise area south of Bordeaux, France. 36 firefighters and several pieces of equipment have been deployed in the region, where they have to work in harsh conditions, high temperatures, low humidity and strong winds. Their mission is to keep the fire from spreading to the residential area and to put out hidden outbreaks. A total of 77 firefighters are supporting the French authorities in their fight against wildfires caused by extreme heat and severe drought. Young Romanians obtained new outstanding results in informatics. The Romanian team won four medals, the second place in Europe and the eighth place in the world, out of 90 countries at the International Olympiad in Informatics held in Indonesia. Alexandru Lukianov won the gold medal. Luca Perju Verzotti and Alexandru Raul Todoran each took the silver and Andrei Robertion the bronze. The Minister of Education, Sorin Campano, who announced on Facebook the success of the Romanian high school students, said that now Romania is in second place in a ranking of the International Informatics Olympiads of all time. He thanked all those who over the years have made such a performance possible – students, teachers and parents. 
Two special screenings and 12 international documentaries from 11 countries are part of the program of the 14th edition of the Rishnov Film and History Festival in central Romania. The selection of the documentaries includes films from Chile, Argentina, Spain, Portugal, Romania, France, Australia, the United States, Belgium, Ukraine and the Republic of Moldova. According to the organizers, the theme of the festival this year is focused around the idea of borders, a concept that aims to bring answers to multiple questions and challenges related to individual and creative freedoms that today society faces. And our sports Romanian tennis player Simona Halep won the WTA 1000 tournament in Toronto, Canada, with over $2.5 million in prize money. She defeated on Sunday in the final the Brazilian Beatriz Haddad Maia, 6-3 6-3. Simona thus won the Canadian Open for the third time, after the finals she won in Montreal in 2016 and 2018. For the former world leader, this is the 24th title of her career. After the victory in Toronto, Simona Halep climbed nine places up the rankings and is now sixth in the WTA classification. The Romanian swimmer David Popovic has qualified for today's 200-meter freestyle final at the European Aquatics Championships in Rome. On Saturday, he set a new 100-meter freestyle world record. The 17-year-old athlete is also the defending world champion in the 200-meter freestyle. Romania is represented at the championships in Rome by a delegation of 11 athletes. And that was the news from Bucharest Radio Romania International. Listening to Radio Romania International. Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. to Radio Romania International Encyclopedia today about Bendik House in Trgoviste. I am your host, Lacramiora Simeon. A former capital of the province of Olekia in the medieval period, the city of Trgoviste, located 80 kilometers away from Bucharest, is known for its famous Tower of Kindia, located on the precincts of the princely court. But the city also hosts a series of architectural gems, modern and not just modern, which are less known to the general public. One of them is Bendik House, 
which stands out not only thanks to its appearance, but also to its architect, a member of the Italian community in the city. Janusz Katanjiu, the representative of the Restored Trgoviste Association, tells us more about the history of this building. Very interesting things are known about the owner of the house, Mihai Bendik. He was an industrialist from the beginning of last century, originating from Croatia. He specialized in mining on the Dalmatian coast, and once in Trgoviste, he started a very nice business, the exploitation of a lignite mine in a commune very close to Trgoviste. Once in the Govishte, Mihai Bendik needed a house, and so he appointed Romano de Simon to design a beautiful house for him. The building is designed in the neo-Romanian eclectic style. It's very imposing, being located in a typically historical neighborhood of Târgoviște on Calea Câmpulung, an old commercial route in our city. The house was built between 1925 and 1926, and the owner, unfortunately, did not enjoy it very long because in 1948 the house was nationalized with the coming of the communists. After nationalization, the house served as the Pioneer's House, then as a children's club, and now it is known as the Children's Palace. It hosts various courses and seminars being attended by many children, said Dionutska Tanju. The ornaments and its location increased the value of the Bendik house, as Janusz Katanjiu also told us. First of all, if we go there, we notice that this house is somehow located in the center of the estate, being surrounded by gardens and a beautiful park. At the ground floor, one can see an imposing entrance, and above and on the back side of the house, one can see some very beautiful loggias designed by Romano de Simon. Besides its external appearance, the interior is also special. There is a salon that has a coffered ceiling, and a staircase is the most imposing, being sculpted by Romano de Simon himself. It has animal and vegetable motifs with a wild boar, birds, and reptiles because the owner, Mihai Bendik, was a hunting enthusiast. Finally, with the coming of the communists, the house was modified and whitewashed, and according to recent research, the hallway at the ground floor seems to have been painted with animals, which reminds of the owner's passion for hunting, Ionutz Katanjiu explained. Bendik House also highlights the Italian community in Turgoviste, represented in this case by the architect Romano de Simon. Janusz Katanjiu is back at the microphone with details. At the end of the 19th century, many families from northern and northeastern Italy came to Romania, perhaps also at the recommendation of King Carol I. At first, King Carol wanted to colonize the Baragan area with Italian families. Gradually, after the arrival of the Italian families in Romania, they migrated to different cities, to Bucharest, for example, and especially to Târgoviște. At that time, in the second half of the 19th century, Târgoviște was a small and constantly developing town, and labor force was needed, such as stonemasons and craftsmen, to build the new houses. 
Therefore, they came and settled in Trgoviste. Many families are known, such as the Del Basso family, that designed and built the prefecture building, the current art museum in Trgoviste. Then there is Casa d'Italia, designed by the architect Enzo Canella, these buildings being representative of Trgoviste. De Simon also settled in Trgoviste at the end of the 19th century. Romano de Simon was born on January 21, 1900, in into a family originating from a commune near Udine in northeastern Italy. He attended the primary and secondary school in Turgoviste, and then his father sent him to specialize in architecture in Italy at the Academy of Belle Arti in Parma. In 1923, he returned to Turgoviste, where he worked both as an architect and as a teacher of drawing and Italian language at the commercial high school in the city, Ionuz Katanjiu said. Although he designed many buildings in the neo-Romanian style, Romano de Simon did more than that. Here is Ionuz Katanjiu with more details. We can see a very beautiful variety in the works of de Simon. We have several houses in the neo-Romanian style, Mihai Bendik House, as well as another very beautiful house near the Târgoviște City Hall. We can also see a Moorish Florentine trend in the religious buildings that he designed, and the Catholic Church in Ploiești and the Catholic Church in Constanza are such examples, said Ionuț Catanjiu. And that was all from Radio Romania International's Encyclopedia. Loads of new songs are being launched during the summer season, each and every one of them vying for the summer hit title. Taking part in the competition is Cleopatra Stratan with a new release. Cleopatra wrote the cut jointly with her husband, Edward Sander. You're now invited to listen to What Should I Wear? Performing is Cleopatra Stratan.
The History Show Hello and welcome to our regular walk into the past with Mikalin Kotsoyu. Constantinion Parjon was a name often uttered in the 20th century in relation to medicine but he was nowhere near as important professionally as you may believe. That is because Parjon was a marking personality of the regime that the USSR installed in Romania after 1945. His professional activity was inversely proportional with his political activity, which was in fact what brought him celebrity. He was part of the group that chose to side with the communist regime and take full advantage of that privileged position. Constantinion Parjon was born on October the 15th, 1874, in Kumpulung Muschel, a town about 170 kilometers northwest of the capital Bucharest. He studied medicine at Bucharest University, and in 1900, he got his degree as a medical doctor. He worked as a physician in hospitals in Bucharest and in other places in the country, and attended a specialty course in Munich, Germany in 1906. Parhon specialized in affections of the nervous system, and became a professor at the medical school in Yash, where he taught neurology and psychiatry. In parallel, he started teaching endocrinology at the medical school in Bucharest. In 1928, he was elected as a member by correspondence of the Romanian Academy, becoming a full member in 1939. Parhon became a part of the eugenics movement in Romania between the wars, and at some point he actually started supporting the idea of experimenting on mental patients. The communist regime imposed by the Soviets on March the 6th, 1945, completely transformed Romania in less than three years. Trampling on all human rights and freedoms by legislation, the Communist Party delivered the coup de grace to Romanian democracy on December the 30th, 1947. On that day, King Michael I was forced to abdicate and the communists dominated parliament, who had blatantly falsified the elections in November 1946 and proclaimed a republic. The New Year's speech in 1948 was read on the radio by Parhon himself, who was elected head of the Romanian People's Republic Presidential Forum which had replaced the constitutional monarchy. Poporul român s-a dobândit 
The Romanian people have now gained their freedom to choose the form of state most suited to its natural aspirations, a people's republic. The democratic regime, instated after liberation from Hitler's invaders and their lackeys, through the work, skill and drive of the best sons of the people, is now strengthened even more. No hurdle stands now in the way of the full development of our popular democracy to provide all who work with their arms or their minds in towns and villages the material and cultural well-being guaranteeing our country's sovereignty and independence. Now you may ask yourselves how Barhon had reached the highest positions in such a regime. The explanation may be found in his prior political activity. Before World War I, he had been a socialist, influenced by the ideas of Karl Marx, and had founded a small party, the Working Party, which would go on to merge with the Peasant Party in 1919, right after the war. However, after two years, in 1921, he had radicalized and become a supporter of the Communist Party of Romania, a section of the Comintern. Romania's switching sides to join the anti-fascist coalition on August the 23rd, 1944, was a major turn for Parhon. He became the president of the Romanian Association for Ties with the Soviet Union and president of the ruling council of the People's Republic of Romania, alongside writer Mihail Sadovanu and three other communist activists. Up until 1952, he formally held the position of head of state. From 1946 to 1961, he was continuously a deputy in the Assembly of Deputies and then in the Grand National Assembly, the Communist Parliament. In ideological recognition on the part of socialist countries, he was made a member of the Academies of Science of the USSR Bulgaria, Hungary, and the Democratic Republic of Germany. He also held other administrative positions, such as director of the Institute of Endocrinology and the Geriatric Institute. He was decorated with the highest honor of the communist state, hero of socialist work, and the University of Bucharest was at some point named after him. Parhon died on August the 9th, 1969, at 94 years of age, and was buried in the Communist Pantheon in Carroll Park. This has been The History Show. Now for some music, a love song from Antracht called Lovers Have Wings.
Next on Radio Romania International, Think Greener. Welcome to Think Greener. I'm Ana Maria Popescu. During the communist years, the Romanian segment of the Danube was subject to large-scale digging and draining works designed to create new farmland portions. Some of these areas gave in, however, to the pressure of flash floods. The role of these areas in the Danube floodplains has been reconsidered, and over the past 20 years, some of them have been reconnected to the Danube waters, on the one hand in order to mitigate the effects of flash floods, and on the other hand for the environmental reconstruction of the region. Such an environmental reconstruction project implemented by Worldwide Fund Romania has been recently finalized in the floodplain area between the villages of Gârlamare and Vrata in Mehedinți County in the south of Romania. Iulia Puiu, freshwater project manager for WWF Romania, gave us a few details. The project started in 2020 and was completed in late 2021. It consisted in reconnecting over 400 hectares of floodplain to the Danube. 
Technically, a canal connecting the Danube and the 400-hectare Everglade has been reinforced to improve the water's transport capacity when the Danube flow is higher. Then, a transversal dam had to be consolidated to enhance the water storage capacity. On the 400 hectares, water and reed areas were arranged to create a mosaic of habitats necessary for the species living in the area, and fishing platforms were created to help the local community. The new area, restored to its natural state at Gurlamare, an emerging delta, in fact, is designed to protect the local flora and fauna, Yulia Puyu explained. The fact that the Danube water now enters this area helps create a habitat that is favorable for many bird species. For the time being, we have identified at least 80 such species. Further monitoring will show us exactly what happened. Since the place is now connected to and receives water from the Danube, it becomes a feeding, reproduction and resting place for scores of species of water birds. The newly created water storage capacity is 5 million cubic meters, which means that when a flash flood occurs on the Danube, 5 million cubic meters of water will stay there and reduce the risk of flooding downstream villages. So, apart from the benefits for various fauna species, we mitigate flood risks. Moreover, the local community has new social-economical development options once the area becomes attractive in tourist terms. A fish farm in Gurlamare offers angling options and other recreational activities may be organized in the area, such as cycling and bird watching. You have been listening to Think Greener. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast, it's all that jazz. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. We devote today's edition to two of the most innovative jazz musicians in Romania, Harita Vitian and Vlaiku Golcha. In the first part of today's show, we invite you to listen to Harita Vitian, together with the one who was his stage partner for three decades, percussionist Cornelius Troje, performing his composition titled Etude.
Golcha is one of the most active jazz improvisers in Romania, with an impressive record of unique compositions, including theater and cinema soundtracks. In the second part of today's jazz show, we invite you to listen to him performing together with other outstanding artists, vocalist Teodora Enake, pianist Jon Baciu Jr., American saxophone player Rick Condit, and Swedish drummer Pierre Sodenberg, a piece titled Billy's Bounce by Charlie Parker. <laughs>
Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. DX Mailbag. Hello and welcome to DX Mailbag, today brought to you by Kalin Kotsoyu. This is the show, as you know, for radio enthusiasts, where we share with listeners around the world how other listeners from different parts of the world get our programs. And we start with a first. And the message will speak for itself. This is from Mr. Abid Hussain Sajid of Pakistan, who wrote to us the following. Radio Romania, hello. I am your old Pakistani DXer. My name is Abid Hussain Sajid. I listened to your English service, and I am sending you my first report to your radio station. I hope that you will send me a QSL card. I shall wait for it. Well, congratulations on your first report. It is very welcome. We are glad to have you as a listener. And if you will, we will continue with your report, which goes as following. Receiver used Web SDR. Date listened the 24th of July 2022. Time UTC 0300 to 0400. Frequency 9850. SIO444. Remarks, good signal, details, audio recording. Well, Mr. Sajid, as we said, welcome. Thanks for your report, and you will be getting your QSL card. And thank you for the audio recording you attached to your message. Thanks once again. And we're glad to hear from our good friend Craig Christ from Amumanassas, Virginia, the United States, who wrote to us thus. Dear RRI, this is my Listener Club report for July 2022. It is my 12th report in the 29th year of the Listener's Club. Time, midnight to 056 UTC. Date, July 25th, 2022. Frequency, 7375 kHz. Radio conditions. Simpo all fives until 052 UTC, then Simpo 54553 with QRM from All India Radio on 7380 kHz. Receiving equipment, Win Radio G33 DDC SDR Excalibur Pro. Receiver with a 134-foot homemade multiband antenna running northwest to southeast. Please give us and acknowledge acceptance of my listener club report. Well, glad to hear from you again, Craig, and thanks for the detailed report. And thank you for letting us know you get interference from All India Radio because usually, especially in Asia, our listeners get interference from Radio China International. Thanks once again, and you'll be getting your QSL. 
and we move on much closer to home in the United Kingdom, where we have our good friend Alan Gale from the north of England from Lancashire. And he writes, Dear friends at Radio Romania International, please find enclosed my July Listener's Club report for 2022. I've been mainly listening to the DRM broadcasts on 9760 kHz at 1700 UTC throughout much of the past month, and reception has been very good on most days, with the signal coming in well and at good strength at those times. Best regards to all till next month, Alan. The report goes as follows. Receiver JRC and RD525 with DRM decoder card. Antenna Daytong AD370 active antenna mounted outdoors. Details of program heard. Date Tuesday the 26th of July 2022. Time 1700 to 1755 UTC. Frequencies 9760 kHz. Mode DRM, Simpo, all fives, excellent reception throughout the entire broadcast, no dropouts, and an SNR of between 16.4 and 17.9 decibels. Thank you very much, Alan, for this very detailed report, as usual, and we obviously are very happy that your reception is so good, even though the north of England is not exactly very close to Romania. Thanks once again and keep listening. And next we got a very special message from our friend Christian Sommerfeld who wrote to us from Cuba because he listened to us in Cuba. And let's read the technical report first and then read his special message. Date 27th of July 2022, hours 1630 to 1700 UTC, frequency 13,650 kilohertz. Simpo 54334, a little bit of fading. And now let's get to his message. Christian writes, Dear team from Radio Romania, today, the 27th of July 2022, I was able to receive your broadcast from North America for North America here in Cuba in my house near the beautiful holiday resort of Varadero. I like to listen to Radio Romania International when I'm here. They are one of the few that still have a strong shortwave station. That is very pleasing so you can hear news from Europe that way. Internet is one thing, but shortwave is so important also in the future. Here in the poor countries of Latin America, many people still have shortwave receivers and can be reached well via this. Please stay on the air in the future. Soon I will also report on your broadcast on 7375 kHz. It can be received even more strongly here. Well, Christian, that was a heartwarming message, especially coming from the warm country of Cuba. We don't necessarily beam, especially for Central and South America, but we do broadcast for the U.S. and Canada, so it makes sense that the signal would be pretty good down in Cuba. 
Thank you for your observations about our station, and we are striving to keep it on the air as long as we can. Thanks so much, and we look forward to hearing from you once again. And our next message comes from slightly closer by from Spain, from Mr. Miguel Angel Quereda Garcia Plaza, who writes, I'm contacting you with a reception report of your broadcast, date July the 29th, 2022, time 1905 UTC, frequency 9500 kHz, mode AM, station Radio Romania International, language Romania, target area Europa del Sur. Simpo, all fives. Program details, none. Location, Esija, es Sevilla, España. Receiver, Zenith Transoceanic 7000. Antenna, Hilo, 12 meters. Well, thank you very much for tuning in to our Romanian program. We also would enjoy it if you wrote to us a report of our English program as well. But this is great in any case. We hope you enjoyed the program because you probably understand Romanian pretty well and we look forward to your next reception report. Thanks. And with this we wrap up this edition of DX Mailbag thanking all our listeners especially those who send in reception reports and letters telling us their opinion of our programs and pretty much anything they want to talk about. From Bucharest It's all 73s. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Eugen Nasta. You're invited to listen to a beautiful song from southern Romania's Oltenia, performed by traditional music legend Maria Cornescu. Să mă întreb 
our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15320 and 17670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl.ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>